Welcome to Superhouse on episode 140, everybody. This is Andrew, as always. But right now, we got Athena Finger back for the third time. Thanks, Athena, for coming on again. Thank you for having me on again. This is awesome. I love chit-chatting <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> and as you could probably tell from the title of this episode, oh, we love chit-chatting with you. <laughs> so we keep asking you back. <laughs> um, so, uh... Yeah, if you could probably tell from the title of this episode, we're going to be reviewing the Teen Titans Go to the Movies movie, and uh, we're just going to get started right away. So, uh, Athena, you were at the premiere for this? I was. How was that? There was a pre-party that we went to. Uh-huh. Um, towards the kids, obviously, because the movie is a, a kid's movie. Uh, right. I was watching my first In-Out Burger. Oh, okay, yeah. What do you think of In and Out? Uh, it was good. I like the sauce that they put on it. So I'm you sure got the secret sauce. Animal pit stop to have it at their actual restaurant, but it was still good. <laughs> that's a, that's awesome. When my when my parents visited me, my I took them there, and my dad liked it, but my mom was like, "What's the big deal with this burger?" But I don't know. She's picky, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so did you like have any kind of like cool uh interactions with any kind of celebrities or anything or any kind of like interesting stories from the premiere no not really <laughs> it's pretty like low-key premiere then yeah i mean i mean i don't know it, i was gracious to be there of course it was just kind of odd odd what okay now i gotta ask like why why odd he invited me it was odd for me because i never watched the show oh yeah i got you yeah i could see why that would be an issue um really know what to expect and i hadn't seen any of the premieres for the movie or anything so i really was going in not knowing anything okay oh wow that's cool that's actually kind of good then in a way but it was a great movie first of all let me just say that it was oh nice and they seem to do really well with their animated movies yeah 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 you know, and it was, again, geared towards the kids, so it has a moral story and, you know, a, a life lesson, and it, it was good. It, it really, it was. When we talked at the at San Diego, you, you seemed like you weren't, like, super excited about it, so it's kind of cool for me to hear this good review. Well, it's not that I wasn't super excited. Again, I just didn't know what it was. I had no idea <laughs> yeah. what it was. I I didn't know the characters that were part of Teen Titans. Like, I really had no idea. I had never watched the cartoon. Right. And I, I don't read comics fairly often. And if I do, they're usually Batman comics. Not Teen Titans. Yeah, I, I get it. So. Yeah, this. Uh, isn't we happy with the movie? The f- that's awesome. Um, yeah, I saw it as well. And uh, I I am very familiar with the show. I think the, the show was hilarious. Uh, Athena, if you like the if you like the the movie, you might like at least a few episodes of the show. They're in like their fourth or fifth season now. Oh really? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty much the same humor. Um, it's just really zany stuff. <laughs> you know, like they're barely doing any kind of heroic shit, which is kind of what they talked about in the movie. Right. So, uh, which is which is kind of fun. I I like the idea that they were still kids, but they were trying to definitely be superheroes within themselves and the story of the friendship basically too you know uh like like we're you're we're here for robin you know we're we don't care if you're famous or not that's all that's always a welcome little theme in 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 kids movies you know yes well i like the fact that they took spoilers yeah this is a spoiler review everybody feel free to spoil it okay well i liked how they took the robin character and really had him go through this transformation within the movie of being so self-centered and realizing that, you know, the Teen Titans are what made him, not him. Right. And that's such a huge lesson for even adults that we forget that it's not just ourselves. It's, it's the people that we associate with also that right. make us better. Or make us worse, depending on the people that you associate with. But right. we forget those little details of, oh, well, it really just isn't about me. It's about 
more than me and, and the bigger picture and how we do fit together and, and how we do work as a team, even if we're just being silly and, and not really being quote unquote superheroes, we're still enjoying what we're doing. I think that's also, it's, it's kind of like a welcome thing from DC for a lot of people is just to see something pretty lighthearted. It seems like a lot, a lot of, a lot of fans kind of get down on, on DC being a little overly dark. You know, but some some people. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even with the Lego Batman movie, that was they had that whole underlining dark tone about the father issues with that, and how right. you know what I mean. It was still had that little bit of edge to it. Um, this one was definitely light and funny, and it had a strong. Again, it had that really strong message that it's about the team. It's not about I or myself. It's really about working together. What do you think of the? It was very quick, but what do you think of the portrayal of Batman in, in the movie? Um, <laughs> I was kind of like I was surprised on how they they kind of had all the superheroes being such dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were really self centered and egotistical and not being superheroes. They were being actually quite the opposite. You mean even when they weren't brainwashed? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that Superman often kind of gets that treatment, and I don't even like it when they do it to him because, I don't know, I feel like like in the Injustice game series, they kind of portray Superman as being evil or even before that just kind of douchey, and it just kind of shows the creators, the creator of Injustice uh, it's it's just how they view that character, and um, I just think that that's not exactly how he should be portrayed. I know there's a lot of evil Superman storylines out there, but it's just like part of the character. I mean, that's not his original concept for Superman. He was a he was a goody goody. He was out to do the good deed to help the community and save the world, quote unquote. You know, it's. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like um, since they were both, the, the two creators were both Jewish, people often think that he was kind of like a, a Moses type and uh, just uh, like out to kind of save the world, but mainly by example, not from like, not from like telling you to do anything. So I don't, I just don't understand. I never really understood the part where people just hate Superman so much. It's just so, I don't know. It's, I, I just, this is a, this is a tangent, but I just yeah I, I I don't like that when they do that. I don't either. I mean, these are iconic role models for people. Why right. destroy the image that they've worked so hard to create for these characters? So you're not a Superman hater yourself, being from the Batman family. No, I'm not even <laughs> a hater. Come on, do we have to compete? Can't no. we destroy all of them? No, I don't think we have to at all. And I think it's kind of. <laughs> that people are like oh i'm a dc hardcore and i can't do anything marvel and, and vice versa and i just think that whole concept is really silly it is it's silly like something like something it doesn't matter when i when i w went to go see justice league and when everyone ended and everybody got up this group of i guess friends got up and this guy was like really aggressive towards his friends and it kind of if i can't remember what he said exactly but he was like see told you told you like this is he thought it was so awesome and and he was being it was being very aggressive towards his what seemed like his marvel friends and it was just like so ridiculous man yeah i i don't understand that mentality myself like it's not necessary especially if you know if you're like my age or 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 older, it's it's like man, we're we're just happy to get these movies at all. Like we're from an age where they they just pretty much didn't exist for the longest time. I mean, we got we got a Batman movie every now and again, but not like it is now. You know, people talking about superhero fatigue and stuff, and it's just like man, I got NCIS fatigue. <laughs> you know, I. I don't have uh, superhero fatigue personally, but um, so uh, what? What was your favorite part of Teen Titans? Did you have a favorite scene? I think the whole rip on the Deadpool and they kept calling him Deadpool. I think that yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> my favorite, 
My favorite part. What did you think of the cameo of Stan Lee in a DC movie? Man, I thought it was a little weird. Uh, I mean, they did kind of, at least they brought up the fact that it's, that it is weird that he's in a DC movie and the fact that he just loves being in the spotlight. So at least they kind of addressed that. Yeah. But I didn't really need it. I'm sure a lot of people thought it was funny, but, uh, you know, Stan Lee has written stuff for DC in the past, very small amount, but he has. Okay. So it's, it's, it's still, uh, he's still the number one Marvel guy. So I don't know. I, th- I thought it was a little bit weird. What what did you think of that? I mean, I understand he, he refers, he's an icon within himself, within just the comic industry. If you just, even aside from the Marvel you know, that he's totally associated with Marvel. Right. And I, I get that. But again, he since he is so tied to the Marvel franchise, I just thought it was kind of weird. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, it didn't take away too much, and it kind of went along with the zany humor that the, the movie has. But yeah, it wasn't 100% necessary. Um, ben and I actually have the same favorite part, which is when uh they go back in time and it's so dark man actually but they they push the wains and he push the wains into the alley and throw the pearls yes what the fuck man that was dark yeah i i was a little like awe-stricken from that scene also i had forgotten about that i guess i blocked it out wow It was kind of that's the thing about Teen Titans too is that every now and again they'll get away with some crazy joke, and it'll be super dark. But it they'll just I don't know I guess because it's just such a crazy show they just get away with it. Um, I was surprised they threw it into the movie because I mean <laughs> they're basically pushing some adults <laughs> into their death so that the kid can see his own death, see his own parents' death. Like holy shit, man! Very, <laughs> really fucking dark. Yeah, no, I fully agree with that. That was that was but surprising. Also, a cute concept on how like they like corrected everything, and then they were like, "Oh, we totally fucked everything up. We got to go back and and undo everything we just did." Right, right. What what was uh other than that? Was there anything that was like super unexpected to you about the movie? You know, when I saw that it was a Teen Titans movie, I was really surprised that they had like all the headline superheroes in it oh like the regular justice league and all them all the others like i was really like oh okay this is interesting and then i was like okay i see where they're going with it (laughs) yeah in the show they're they're kind of there in the background but it fit in with the storyline obviously yeah it did they're always kind of like in the background there and uh, they're actually just out really saving people and solving crimes and stuff, whereas the Teen Titans are kind of just messing around most of the time. Well, they're so. kids. That's the point, is that they're acting like kids like they're supposed to. Right, right, right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. there. Th- I don't know if you know too much about the history of this show, but there was another more serious version of it, uh, more of like a standard DC animated show, uh, I think just called Teen Titans. It didn't have the go part. And it was canceled after one or two seasons, and a lot of fans were angry at that, of course. And then a lot of people don't like this because they're like, it's too silly, you know, shit like that. And Too campy for them to get into the characters. Too campy, and... Um, there's like a big split between fans, I think, but I, I never actually saw the original myself. I probably would like both, honestly. I'm usually the kind of guy that that likes every like both versions, but uh, they actually teased at the end that, that that's coming back, so I wonder what's going to happen with all that. Yeah. Was there anything you thought could have been a little better with this movie? Um, again, I'm not so familiar with the actual characters and stuff so i i don't know if i could really say that i disliked or would change anything less stan lee i don't even think taking it i don't want to take that away from you know what whatever reason they did that right. um i i think yes the fans got probably got a kick out of it and they liked seeing him there because we always like to see the cameos yeah uh, you know i i don't 
I really don't think so. I don't think there was anything really. I mean, right. it was funny. It had some moments where it was touching, like. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was it was pretty pretty good. Definitely not the worst movie I've seen this year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so is. Are you familiar? Are you that familiar at all with um, DC animated movies in general, like um, Batman Under the Red Hood or the Justice League animated films, the Wonder Woman animated film, or any of those? I've seen a few. Um, I did see Flash Paradox. Um, I've seen a few others that I can't think of off the top of my head. I saw The Killing Joke. Okay. Um. I tried to watch Batman Ninja, but I couldn't get past the animation. It's not my favorite style. Yeah. Um, some of the older ones, you know, the Batman Beyond movie that they did, bringing the Joker back. I saw uh-huh. that one. Out. What do you think is the best one they've done so far out of the ones you've seen? Out of the ones that I've seen? Yeah. Huh. That's a good question. <laughs> You're always putting me on the spot here. I need the uh, <laughs> I need the Athena finger ranking. Um, wow. Out of the ones that I've seen, Mask of the Phantasm is generally what a lot of the most hardcore of the hardcore Batman fans will say. I don't necessarily think it has to be that every time, but people kind of view that as like the Citizen Kane of Batman films. See, I liked. Because I have my own daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I cried in that movie. It, oh, shit. It, okay. It, it, it struck a chord with me because he was dealing with that whole struggle of wanting to have his dad, but his dad wasn't there and, and really trying to find some kind of male role model to kind of be his dad. You know, right, that whole, right, right, right. I mean, it really affected me. And that was, I mean, there was so much humor in that movie. It was awesome. Like, I really enjoyed that one. Mask of the Phantasm? I can't remember if I've seen it or not. I, I want to say no if it's not popping out at me. Oh, what's the one with what they were talking about The with the father? Sorry, I missed the beginning there. Oh, it was the Lego Batman movie. Oh, Lego Batman. Yeah, yeah. Man, that one. I, I love that one. I think that that one and the first Lego movie are the best out of that whole the Lego movies. There's so so many of them now. I did not see the first Lego movie. I only saw the Batman one. Oh, uh, if you like the Lego Batman movie, you probably like the first the first Lego movie. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty similar. I mean, maybe... A little bit lighter because it's not about Batman, but you know, it's it's they're pretty much in the same ballpark. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So I gotta say, my favorites, and you you gotta watch this eventually, is Under the Red Hood. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. I got. I think I've seen parts of it. See, there was a time. <laughs> yeah. Where I would put a movie on, no matter what it was. Uh huh. Would instantly fall asleep. <laughs> no matter how, how hard I have to try to sleep. Yeah. It didn't matter what movie it was. and it, It's just because my schedule was so crazy at the time. So I think I started some of these animated movies and I just didn't catch it all because I would nod out or fall asleep or whatever. Not that every movie has to be dark because I know people don't like that every time. But this is one of the very like pretty dark, especially the third act, the, the, the last part of it. It is... It's Jason Todd and and Joker and Batman and he's and it's just like it's it's like why don't you kill him? Why won't you kill him? You know, Jason Todd like hates that Batman hasn't killed the Joker. And it's like it's questioning his morals and 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 it's like pretty deep and 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 you feel the anger and and sadness and oh man, it's it's heavy actually. It's it's definitely worth a watch. It's man, my, and my I watched it with my brother, and he was just floored. He loved it. Okay, well, I'm obviously missing out on something. <laughs> yeah, some of them are not that great, but that one that one's pretty good. Um, yeah, and um, the the Wonder Woman movie, the the animated one is actually pretty damn good too. Um, is is there one that you hope that they would make next, either animated or uh, a, a live action one, either Batman or some other character? 
<laughs> Felix the cat come back, but that's just me. Um, Felix the cat? <laughs> that's awesome. I love Felix the cat. It's like my new mission. Every con I go to, I go around asking for Felix the cat. And some people are like, you're a crazy lady for even asking because yeah. nobody has felix the cat stuff i think it's one of those things that's kind of been lost over time but i'm 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 aware of the character because there was an nes game back in the day that was kind of awesome for what it was well i mean he did make a comeback in the 90s he's actually really popular in japan right now oh um, really but i i just find it very odd okay felix the cat was the first commercialized cartoon character uh-huh. did you know that I did not know he was the first. Yes. Uh, he predates Mickey Mouse. He predates Betty Boop. Wow. I, like, we wouldn't have any of that animation without what they did with Felix. Felix was a, was a test character. And so he became hugely popular. And then everybody started doing, you know, that kind of animation during that time. I mean, we're talking the early 1900s here. So, I mean, it was a brand new medium that they were exploring and Felix was the first character that they really experimented with. But what's the, I mean, is what's the reason that you attached yourself to Felix? Exactly. I mean, you just like the magic. Uh, what is it? I like originality. I like the roots. Like, I, I mean, I, again, we wouldn't have Batman animation. We wouldn't even possibly have the comic, you know, it's, it, I think pulp comics and shit like that, that you know with think of all of the merchandise for every single comic character that's out there that's hugely popular like right none of that would have even existed without the concept of commercializing felix the cat <laughs> that's kind that's kind of awesome yeah i could i could see that i'm actually um not a huge but like i'm i'm a i'm I like Popeye. I watched uh, that Arabian Nights Popeye episode a lot when I was a kid, and a few of the other ones. So, that if, if it was like the like a toss up between the classic characters, I might I might go for him. But I do like Felix, and I like that. The, he is it a basket? It's like a magic basket or something? No, oh, it's his bag of tricks. Bag of yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big thing in the game too. The bag of tricks actually represented something. Oh, yeah. What, well, I think you told me that at the con. What was that again? Okay. So during that period, a lot of artists in general were heroin addicts. <laughs> they would keep their their stash with their needles and their whole getup in their bag of tricks. And so that's why it's kind of like a fantastic kind of crazy. He can pull anything out because it's like a psychedelic. Yes thing okay yeah that, that's not surprised me at all well no i mean it was kind of what they all did they so all you would want a 2d i'm assuming a 2d animated movie full-on movie no i want classic I, w- I want the classic felix the cat they don't need to mess with felix even when they bring him back they still really don't mess with him very much uh huh. Um, they really keep him to his core, which I have mad respect for. Like, right. I, I mean, yes, characters go through change and they progress. Felix has. If you look at the original Felix, he doesn't look like the Felix that we have today, but he's still Felix the cat. Uh huh. He's still that iconic that he doesn't, you know, like they didn't really mess with him too much. So, I mean, do you have like a like a storyline, like a, any kind of like basic storyline you'd want for for the reboot? No, I haven't gone that far. <laughs> I'm busy doing my own stuff and my yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just wondering. Okay, well, it's a fair question. Yeah, 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 definitely. We're talking about animated movies here. Um, back. Before we move on to the next section, let's let's finish this one out. And um, so we've since you've been on, we've created our own review system, and it's basically out of ten, how many indeeds do you give it? It's basically just like stars, but um, or or points, but we call it indeeds because we say indeed a lot for Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Okay, out of ten for the Titans movie. Yeah. 
10 being the best, right? Yes. What's the criteria? <gasps> oh, it's just over, like, like how you felt about it, you know, when you're walking out of the theater or after you've been thinking about it for a while. Just kind of an overall general feeling uh, after seeing the movie. Um, okay. I would give it probably, like, close to an 8. Ah, that's pretty good. Yeah, well, again, it had such a good, like, behind-the-humor, you know, point to it. You know, again, that whole teamwork and your it, life is so much more than just yourself. It, again, it's who you put around you to help you be a better person. I think that's such an important thing that we need to instill in our children because we don't have enough positive influence. I mean, they've taken out a lot of the positivity from so many different areas that children are exposed to um, that they they don't get these these values anymore. Yeah, I can see that because it seems like maybe back in the day it was uh, what am I trying to say here? The a lot of movies and TV shows maybe had a pretty blatant message or they try to force something down your throat. But now it's it's the total opposite where a lot of shit you watch has absolutely nothing to say whatsoever. Right. And it's like at least this thing, this crazy show, you know, movie based on a crazy cartoon, at least had something to say. All right. So you give it like an eight. Yeah, close to an eight. If I can do partial stars. <laughs> oh, you can. Uh, man, Stefan gives, he's given a movie like 7.99999 before. And we were like, what are you doing? Just give it a fucking eight and he it's not quite an eight <laughs> yeah he i was like yeah everybody was a little confused at that i also give it i think an 8.2 or something like that around an eight as well okay not definitely not a perfect but uh it's definitely worth seeing and if you've ever laughed at all at the cartoon uh you'll definitely like the movie so um, everybody should should check it out if they if they've liked the cartoon at all. Right. Um, all right. So now we have one more section before we let you go out of here, Athena. Okay. <laughs> we're going. We're calling this the Athena approval. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, named after me. I'm on big time now. Yes. This is a whole section of the show. Welcome to it, everybody. The Athena approval, the first installment. <laughs> we got to know. Um, so there's been a lot of rumors flying around about the Matt Reeves Batman movie, The Batman, and um, no one knows who it's going to be, ca- who's going to be cast yet. Uh, it's a lot of things in the air, but a lot of rumors, and lot, like some, like around half the rumors do turn out to be true. So one of the one of the main rumors that's going on right now is that Jake Gyllenhaal might be Batman. So, do you, does Athena Finger approve? I I think he would do an an awesome job. I I love Jake as an actor. I think he's an amazing actor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Very talented. Um, I think that he could bring something different to the character for sure. Um, I think he's got a good look for the character, too. It's not the traditional, you know, um, beauty queen or, you know, some iconic. Not that he's not iconic, but, I mean, he's a different caliber than Michael Keaton or, mm-hmm. you know, Val Kilmer or, or uh, people who have already portrayed the character. He, I find him at least in the roles that he plays, he seems to be a little more humble. He seems to be a little more grounded. And I think, I think that will be a nice edge to the character if he, if, if they actually do use him. Um, And I'm curious to see what he does. I mean, if he really does get the role, I mean, I, I definitely, I, I fully support that. Yeah, Ben Ben and I uh, have been talking about this a lot too, and we're both in full support of this. Um, there's, it seems like e- even like some of the comics in recent years even drew the young Bruce Wayne like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and also, yeah, they they really did. It's like they were trying to set it up or something. 
Um, like they were like uh, Marvel was setting up uh, Sam Jackson as as Nick Fury for a while before the movies came out. Um, so I wonder if that was a similar thing. And also, just to further my case here and Ben's case, uh, he's played a Marine in Jarhead. He played a beat cop in I forget the name of that movie. And then he played a crazy unhinged or no, not that crazy maybe, but a, a, a detective. Uh, man, I forget all the names of these movies, but it was like that, that, that evolution of character. So he's played a detective before and he, and in that other movie, Nightcrawler, he played a really unhinged dude. So, right. Well, one of my favorite movies that he was in is, um, Zodiac. Oh yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Um, where he was the cartoonist who kind of, he broke the code, uh, you know, and was able to, well, it wasn't him that broke the code, but he he recognized that it was a code and he was trying to break it. And he got so super involved with the case and was really pers- trying to figure it out. Um, I I think that was a great film. And I, I loved the way that he portrayed his character in that movie, too. I do think it's been a crime that Fincher hasn't done a Batman movie yet. That that director of Zodiac, he he's I think he'd he'd be a very, really good choice as well. But yeah, so we're all on board for for Gyllenhaal. That's that's pretty cool. Um, they man, it's like we're going to get that announcement sometime soon because uh, some of that news has been trickling in lately. Um, one of the other things that they've been talking about. Um, actually, before I say this, uh, even get off that. Can I tell you something funny about this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so my sister and I last year we were just kicking around the idea of. You know, what actors, if we ever made a movie about Bill Finger, a fictional, a fictional movie based on his story, who would we want to play the Bill Finger role? That's awesome. And we said Jake. Oh, my God. Picked Bill Finger. Dude, that is. And then not too long after that is where I had seen some post about him potentially being the bat. And I told my sister, and she's like, that is crazy. We were literally just talking about him being in some kind of bat-related, Bill Finger-related role. <laughs> he, he is destined, I think. I think so. I think we put the, the whole energy out there for him. So I think it would be great. <laughs> That's awesome. Why'd you, why'd you want Gyllenhaal for, for, for your grandfather? Well, we thought to, we we really thought about it, and, and you know we went through the list. I mean, I love Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. He does a lot of um, historical films portraying important figures in our history. Um, I just don't think he has the right look for it. I think I'll yeah. use um, a little. I mean, I'm sure they could do it with movie magic, but I mean, I think that he he is a little too old now. Yeah. Um. Who else were we looking at? I don't think there were too many others. I mean, I even pulled up actors online, you know, in Google and was like, hmm, what about this person? (laughs) That's not a good fit. What about this person? No, that's not a good fit either. And uh, when we went through the list, it really came down to Jake. That's fucking awesome. Wait, before. I hope he's listening. (laughs) Oh, man. He got the approval. (laughs) Jake Gyllenhaal, please come on Superhouse Podcast. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, before we uh, move on from this conversation, I I was wondering, did you cast anybody else in this particular movie? Oh, no, not really. We hadn't really gotten, because I mean, it was just a conversation. Okay, okay. Like, we must nail this down on who we would want, because we don't even have anything that's put together, you know, like, we were just kicking ideas around. So, I just thought it was really funny that we had come up with Jake playing the Bill Finger character. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, the rumor started. <laughs> this is going to be my audience reach out section right now. If you, if you have an idea, please uh, leave us a message on Facebook or uh, Twitter or something uh, as to what the Bill, the Bill Finger movie should be cast. Yeah. I would, I would love to hear some other opinions on who people think would be great for that role. We're on a Superhouse Pod. Other people who are involved, like who would be a good Bob Kane? Oh man, that's such a good question. Great Jerry Robinson. Who would be a Carmine Infantino? Who would be these iconic people who are really, you know, 
were part of this story. Um, it's kind of hard. I, I mean, geez, I wouldn't want to be a casting agent. <laughs> I, f- I feel like it could damn near be a Scorsese film too, because correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't like the mob somewhat involved in early comics? Well, yeah, I mean, that's what was prominent as far as what was the criminal aspect of that time was all the gangsters. Right, right, right. So you get Dick Tracy and Batman in the shadow and all that shit. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really what was going on for the time. Mm. All right. Man, that's great. All right. So, uh, next question. Uh, before, actually, before I ask it, so let's say just hypothetically Jake Gyllenhaal is the Batman, and he is, of course, around, somewhat around the age that he is in real life. Uh, what is. Who who would you want to be the villain in the very next Batman movie we see? Oh, huh. Who would I want to see in the next for the villains? That's a good question. Because <laughs> we've had so many come out of the Nolan series, and then before that, and then with Gotham, they, they really pulled out all of them. Oh, man, so many, yeah. So the, the the Batman animated episode, maybe I can help jog your memory a little bit. The Batman animated episode that really stuck with me the most as a kid was the Clayface episode. Yeah, you know, that was the first one that popped in my head, too. Really? Wow. Things syncing up. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, we haven't seen that character. You know, I would like to see Bane done properly. Right, 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 right. Um, I, I'm not so sure why they went that way with that character considering that's not who the character was yeah should have been a mexican character from the animated series and you know that's not who he was he was a steroid addict and that's right what right made right him Bane, was that he would push his little steroid button and he'd triple in size <laughs> and fight that man and then you know something would happen and which is funny push the button again and there he goes again raging Tom Hardy played Bane. In the comics, Bane's steroid juice is Venom. And now Tom Hardy is Venom in the Marvel movie. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yes. So what they what the main rumor is, and again, these are all rumors. Nobody fucking knows shit yet. Yeah, but people, well, it's pretty hush hush. I don't know anything either. So people keep saying it's the penguin. So does do does Athena Finger approve? Of yeah, this possibility. I'm on who they would have play the penguin. He's gotten quite popular from Gotham. Well, I mean, Robin is awesome. He's such an awesome actor. Like, uh-huh. he's just an awesome person. Every time I go and say hello to him, he remembers who I am. He's so happy that I come by and say hello. That's awesome. And, yeah, I mean, just, um, yeah, I think he did an amazing job with the character uh, on the show. Uh, and I, you know, I really liked Danny DeVito's Penguin also. I think he really nailed it. Right. You know, he was really conflicted, wanting to know his true roots. But at the same time, you know, he was discarded from life and how to deal with that and how he gravitated towards these, you know, these birds that can't fly. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. You know, and he was kind of like that. You know, he was he was forced to be on the ground or isolated in his certain case because of his deformities. I will never forget. I'm cold blooded. Yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah. If they bring the penguin back, I mean, we haven't seen the penguin since Batman Returns. Right. I, I do think that they'll go with a classic villain. Ben and I. Uh, again, a lot of mention of Ben. It seems like uh, Ben's not going to be able to make it today. But um, oh, bummer! Oh yeah, our senior Batman correspondent, everybody. But uh, he, we, we were both talking. Um, you know, if we go classic villain, which is always a good idea uh, in our books, it's it's uh, we were we were really hoping for them to do Mister Freeze. Yeah, he needs a different, or even Poison Ivy. I right, mean, right. You know. I know Uma Thurman is an amazing actress. I just, I, I don't see her being Poison Ivy. I just didn't yeah. see it. It wasn't convincing for me. 
they just didn't know how to do it. That was a time when they, it honestly, other than like the first two Batman movies and first two Superman movies, there weren't really that many good ones, and then they didn't know how to make a good superhero film like a lot of the time there's just a lot of stinkers Purple was getting it wrong at that time too yeah like the fantastic four movie roger corman and the and the made for tv captain america movie like nobody knew what they were doing at the time right it was still all so new and fresh yeah so well, let me ask you what do you think of joaquin phoenix being the joker god that was i, I could take a picture of my list of questions this is my very next question for oh. you. uh <laughs> Uh, before I answer that, I just want to say one more thing about the Mr. Freeze. And Matt Reeves did uh, the third Planet of the Apes movie. It came out like a year or so ago. And um, Woody Harrelson is the villain in that. Yes. And we were Ben and I were kind of thinking, hey, they already have the connection. He's already bald, got the look. Um, Woody Harrelson as Mr. Freeze could kind of yeah, work. I, I could see that. Just a badass motherfucker. Yeah. And, but he's sympathetic as well. And... Uh, yeah, so you 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 approve of that one? Yeah, I think Woody would actually be a, a good because he's older too. I I think that they kind of missed the mark by making Arnold be Mister Freeze. Mister Freeze was an older gentleman, right? He was a doctor. He was not a freaking jarhead muscle man. No, was, you know I think. I don't know why they went with him on that other than just to have a big name in the movie with everybody else. It's the only reason, really. I mean, it, it was... Yeah, and I don't like, I think it was insulting because I love Arnold, too, but I mean, right. he just wasn't the right actor for that role. He didn't have the look. The accent took away from the character. Just the whole silliness of it. It was really absurd. It really was. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I can just imagine Woody Harrelson really emoting in front of the camera, talking about Nora, as well, trying to hold back his pain about it. I, I, maybe a... he did such a great job when he did the movie about um, Larry Flint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. You know, and that real pain and turmoil, like you're talking about, but really having a passion for something. Right. And, you know, that's really what Mr. Freeze is. He's passionate about his love for his wife. Right. Preserve her and preserve that love. Right. Exactly. And what it says to Batman is, is you know, because the, the, the hero should learn something from the villain. So it would be something to the effect of, you know, you can't, you can't justify the mean, like the, the, what is it, ends by the means or whatever, like, that's he'll just he'll kill and do anything for Nora, but it ultimately makes him a villain. So, and that's Even a line it's coming from love, right? Exactly, and that's a, that's a line that Batman has to learn to not cross. Because he, you know, I I always love the idea of him kind of trying to stay away, like he's slipping into insanity being Batman, <laughs> and it's it takes a toll on him. So if he could just like creep away from that precipice. From from the abyss, you know, I th always thought that was, I always loved that kind of part of of the Batman mythos. Well, you bring that up, and you know, I think that the Val Kilmer movie does not get the credit that it should for, not for all of it. Yes, okay, I know that Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones, their characters were a little much. Right. But I, if you just look at what they did with the Bruce Wayne character in that movie and how they really looked at the psychology of Bruce Wayne and mm -hmm. how broken and conflicted he was about what he was doing and, and wanting to have a normal life but never being able to have that normal life because right. he was thrown into a situation that is completely abnormal. Um, and I really, really liked how they did that with, I, I think Val Kilmer did a great job with that too. I think that he really portrayed that conflict, that inner conflict that Bruce Wayne has to live with. I mean, the Bruce Wayne is really his mask and Batman is really who he is. Right, right, right. So how do you deal with the fact that you really live in the shadows, even though 
you're kind of a celebrity. Like how, right. that whole conflict is really psychologically damaging on people. And I don't think they really explore that part of the character enough in some of these films. I think they kind of just bypass it and only focus on Batman having these conflicts. But it's not just Batman having these conflicts. It's Bruce Wayne having these conflicts. Right. And I know that Gotham gets a lot of shit, but they kind of touch upon that with the younger Bruce Wayne on how he is so conflicted and trying to come into his own and trying to figure out who he can be. Right. No, I agree. So the 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 Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, I I, I definitely approve. Uh, I think it's an interesting choice. I like the whole mix that's going on here with it being produced by Scorsese and Robert De Niro just joined this movie as well. Oh, and Mar- really? And Mark Marin as well. Fam- he's usually a famous podcaster. I don't know if you know him, but he's on that show Glow. He had one of the most famous podcasts, and even Obama came on to his at one point. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck with with Mark Marin? Pretty crazy. But he he's been on Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, that show on Netflix. Oh, so good. Yeah, he's a guy with a mustache, and he actually should play a young Stan Lee, I feel like. But, uh, uh, yeah, so um, all those guys are in it, and, uh, I mean, shit, man. It's going to be interesting because uh, I think Joaquin is usually a little bit, what do you call it, like uh, more subdued performance most of the time. So Yeah, uh, I don't know. I have my own conflicts (laughs) with Joaquin's an amazing actor. Let me just start by saying that. Yeah, I do enjoy yeah. his films completely. Yeah. But did you watch his documentary? I did not. Okay. <laughs> the documentary that he made with um, Casey Affleck about himself. Uh-huh. Casey made the documentary and they followed him around. And this is when he retired from acting and tried to become a rap star. You remember this whole... Yeah, I do. What's going on with him? Yeah. You know, about 10 years ago, like, I retired and I'm going to go be a rap star. And I'm going to. Well, if you watch that movie, he's completely fucked up. He's so. (laughs) And one of the problems that I have with it is unfortunately, the behavior that he portrayed in the documentary um, reminded me of an ex boyfriend of mine that ended up stalking me. Oh, man. And I, it's really hard for me to see him in such an iconic character. Right. Knowing how crazy he is and how... It's not that he's crazy. He's, 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 he's letting the life get to him. And so... You mean like celebrity could life? Probably feel some kind of normalcy. He had to have a mental break, mm. and and it's painful to watch someone to go through that. I mm-hmm. mean, it, I mean, he was completely self-destructing on film, and I had to watch my ex-boyfriend go through that too, and it was oh, really man. painful to watch it. It was really, really painful, and to know that that is what's going on within himself. It's kind of hard to get past. Now, I mean, if you don't want to see him in that light, then don't watch the documentary. Mm-hmm. Please. If you want to see him as he was in like Gladiator and the other awesome films that he's done, like Walking the Line and all this. Yeah. Then keep it to that. Don't watch his documentary. But if you really want to get into his mind, then watch it because he's he's out there. He He's lost it. Um, I hope that he got some help. Um, I, I'm not kidding. Like he literally was trying to kill himself. Oh, so this is not even a character he's playing. This is a real. This is like a real thing that he went through. Yes. He oh, I th- okay. He's breakdown, and he was self-destructing. And in the process of his self-destruction, he thought that he could redefine himself by going in the music business. But he sucked. Like, he was not, that's not his talent. Mm. It's not. And for him to be so delusional to think that he could do it and be successful, 
was pretty painful. <laughs> so does does he get the Athena approval or no? I don't know. I'm still on the fence. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> of course, it's fine. <laughs> now that I've given you like my whole backstory on it. They say he's gonna. It's probably gonna be uh, heavily based on the Alan Moore run on the Killing Joke, where he's a failed comedian and all that kind of jazz. And there'll probably be more than that to it. But uh, and also Scorsese made a movie about a failed comedian as well. Uh, forgive me, anybody listening. I can't remember the man who laugh laughs last, or I don't know. Uh, he did some movie, so they wonder if that's gonna. <laughs> Not a, it's not a Joker story, but that might inform some of the the, the style and tone of the film. So okay, yeah. Um, all right, cool. So uh, next question: Did you happen to see the Titans trailer? No. Okay. Let's see it. I know that a lot of people are like, "What the fuck? How can Robin say that?" And blah 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 blah. But you know what? Robin breaks away from Batman. Right. He breaks away from Bruce Wayne. There right. has to be that point um, where he has to say, fuck Batman. Right, right, right. Um, and I think that it's a bit much that people got so like, oh, I can't believe he did that. No. If you're going to progress Robin into the Nightwing character, you got to have that that bond broken somewhere you can't just go from i'm robin to i'm nightwing and not have anything in between right I just don't it's gonna i just don't think it's gonna flow properly right i, I agree too I, I think that people overreact to that stuff and i know people are really hard on dc for being overly dark and i get that i do i get it but i think that batman kind of the whole anybody involved with batman anything set in gotham or bloodhaven or wherever i think that it's uh it lends itself to being darker than the other than than other heroes like the flash and stuff like that uh but uh yeah and um like there's the thing is especially with american comics there's different versions of every single fucking character that's ever been released pretty much. And I might be wrong on this, but I don't even think Superman flew in his first iteration. I think it wasn't until the radio serials that he flew. He just leapt tall buildings in a single bound. Right. So, um, comics, American comics in particular are all about evolving and changing and trying out different versions and this and that. And there's always going to be all kinds of backlash. So, and, I understand if this fucked up your version of Robin or whatever, but like it, it is part of the character of him. It is it, like being Nightwing so and all that. For for other Robins to come into Batman movies now, if they actually get Dick to be Nightwing, then we can start bringing in the Damien and who's before Damien? Drake, Timothy Drake. Okay. Yeah, he was like the smartest one apparently. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know how all that's going to work, but, um, okay. So you, so the Robin saying fuck Batman <laughs> has gotten the <laughs> Athena approval. Yes. I do. <laughs> Resounding. Yes. I mean, as, aside from the fact that fuck is one of my favorite words. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You must've gotten along with Kevin Smith really well. Um, he was so subdued when I was being interviewed by him, but whatever. <laughs> oh man. All right. <laughs> We don't have to get into that. I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Sounds like some uh, some other drama going on. Not drama, but, you know, <laughs> things could be I said. He was just more like into just having a conversation with me. He wasn't as animated as you, what you were expecting to happen? I wasn't expecting anything. I, I tend to not have expectations because then I'm not let down. Okay. All right. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's good. Stay neutral, I guess. Okay, one last question before we get out of here. Um, just and then I get to go to dinner. Oh, uh, yep. yep. Then you get to go eat. So uh, what do you want from DC movies going forward? Do you like the direction it's going right now? Or do you, are there things you want to change? Any um, any movies that haven't been announced that you want to be announced? Anything like that? Um, I would like to see a Batman Beyond live action. Yeah, you and everybody else. Um, I think that would be pretty badass if they could do that. They'd have to I cast a pretty young. When the show originally came out, 
and I had seen the commercials for it, I was like, wow, this is such an interesting take on the storyline. And then when I started watching, I was like, holy, this is awesome. Like, mm-hmm, I love right. what they're doing with that. Yeah, I was at a panel, might have been the same one that, that you were at, but I remember, I think it was Bruce Tim or somebody that worked on it. They were like, futuristic Batman, this is a, this is a bullshit money grab. And then they were like, they thought about it for a little bit longer and they're like, hmm, what if Bruce Wayne was teaching? You know, they, they, they get, they, at first they hated it. And then the second time, they, on second thought, they really uh, turned around on it. Okay. Which was, was kind of cool. And I, yeah, what they made was really awesome. Supposedly there's a script too uh, floating around written by a famous sci-fi author neil stevenson i don't know if that's true or not but i've i've seen that rumor float around more than once okay so that would be kind of cool if they ever did that all right cool so you you need a batman beyond movie i think that's a that's a that's a great idea (laughs) (laughs) they need to get on it like now right I'd like to see just a real uplifting Superman movie where you you see it and you walk out of the theater and you you're just light on your feet. You're opening doors for people. You feel like you're a better person, even though you might not be. At least you feel that way just from having seen that movie. You know, just something that's just uplifting as fuck. Finality of the character. Yeah, I mean, yes, exactly. You know, moments that made you cry. Like maybe there could be some dark parts where he's fighting monsters or something. But ultimately, it's it it is about hope and it's about brightness of, you know, like your life and 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 you you know you just walk with extra vigor out of the theater. You know, you just feel energized after seeing it. That's that would be my ultimate, um, you know, Superman movie. Okay. And I liked, I actually liked Man of Steel okay, but I think that it, you know, it just could have been better. All right, cool. I guess that's it. That's going to do it for episode 140 of the Superhouse podcast. Athena, thanks for coming on a third time. This is fucking awesome. Thank you. You can always ask me that. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's always good to hear. Um, Sorry that Ben couldn't make it this time. We'd also like to thank Shasta again and also Matt Herring for the Patreon patronage. Please go to patreon.com slash superhousepodcast. And you too can become a Patreon supporter of this here podcast. And I guess that's that's going to do it. This is Andrew signing off. Bye, everyone. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have uh, a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar, you'll be able to uh, give us... A topic for us to talk about and that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more who knows yeah. how long it'll take and that's pretty tight <laughs> that's the coolest thing <laughs> wait we're on the internet that's pretty good if you and don- we can make money <laughs> what <laughs> if you donate a thousand dollars you get full frontal nudes we haven't set that up but it's a possibility if you give us a grant who knows what'll happen check us out <laughs> I'll do that, <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> you get to go on a date with one of us for ten thousand dollars. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for twenty thousand dollars. I'm really not good Joey for a weekend. <laughs> for thirty thousand dollars, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project. Twenty eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>